Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his exposition of the second epistle of Peter with part two of a three-part sermon series entitled, Jesus is Coming Again, preached Sunday, June 23, 2019. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to the second epistle of Peter, chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. Second coming of Christ, part two, and we'll tell you why people don't preach on second coming. Jesus Christ came first into this fallen world to fulfill his father's plan for him, to accomplish redemption for elect sinners as promised specifically in Genesis 3.15, Isaiah 53, and Psalm 16. He is coming again in glory to judge the whole creation. 2 Peter 3.10, and 12 deals with this cosmic cleansing of sin. And all its evil effects by fire. For our God is a consuming fire. He is coming again to deal with all his enemies. The devil, his demons and wicked humans who refuse to believe the gospel. He will judge the living and the dead. And Father has given his son authority to judge because he is the son of man. And we read, do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Your mother is going to come out. Your father is going to come out. Your children are going to come out. Those who have done good will rise to live eternal life. And those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Jesus said, by myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. John 5. He will send the wicked to eternal punishment in hell. And all his holy people, the bride of Christ, to dwell with God and his elect angels in new heaven and new earth where dwells no sin only righteousness forever friends Jesus is coming again in power and great glory in Revelation 19 11 through 18 we read I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse 
whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. Warriors. He comes to kill people. And his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him. Riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen. White and clean. Out of his mouth. Christ's mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down nations. He will roll them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. There are arrogant people right here. And I counsel you to humble and believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. On his robe and on his thigh he has this name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. (laughs) An unbeliever always conceives Jesus Christ as below him. And he spits on his face and slaps him. But it is only in your mind you can spit on him and slap him. He is eternal, infinite God. Unchangeable in his being. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair. Come gather together for the great supper of God. So that you may eat the flesh of kings and generals. And presidents. And mighty men of horses and their riders. And the flesh of all people. Free and slave and small and great. Friends, listen. Your billions of dollars cannot save you. Your degrees cannot save you. Your brilliance cannot save you. Oh, you think you are beautiful? Your beauty cannot save you. Your power cannot save you. Your science and technology cannot save you. Jesus alone created all. And Jesus alone is the light of the world. Jesus alone is the bread of life. Jesus alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus alone is the resurrection and life. His bride consists of all true believers of the whole world of all times. He paid the highest price 
to redeem us. He died for our sins. He loved us in eternity past and he died in our place for our sin in time. Paul writes, however as it is written, listen, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Holy Spirit. Apart from faith in Jesus Christ, there is no hope for anyone. Elsewhere, Paul says, remember that at that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise. Now listen, without hope and without God in the world. Friends, apart from Christ, we are powerless, ungodly, sinners, and enemies of God. Romans 5. Thank God, Christ saves everyone who repents and believes in Christ who died for us. In Romans 6:23 we read for the wages of sin is death that is eternal death but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Every believer is Christ's inheritance. Amazing. Christ's treasure. Christ portion, Christ's bride, Christ's segula, the most precious sparkling jewel. That's what you are. Point number one, cosmic collapse. Cosmic collapse is coming when Christ comes again. Did you know that, sir? It should make unbelievers shake with fear. Jesus Christ will destroy the cosmos by fire. Peter writes, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? That is, people of God. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God. And speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. By fire, he will, as I said, purify the whole creation of all effects of sin. 
There is going to be an end to this fallen world. So Abraham did not trust in this sinful world. Hebrews 11.10 we read. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations. Whose architect and builder is God. He was looking for new heaven and new earth. And in verse 14 through 16 we read. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. We have a country of our own, sir. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them, New Jerusalem. I ask, why don't we hear many sermons on the second coming? Because even believers trust in this world and the money and the power and the degrees and their brilliance because even believers trust in this world that is about to be destroyed by fire they trust in their money for their good life of entertainment everybody you go to church a stupid pastor stands there and entertain you because he expects two dollars A true minister will preach the gospel. They don't want Jesus to come to mess up their plans for their lives. And their daughter's weddings. It's coming. They don't understand what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7.31. Those who use the things of this world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. What the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews 12, 27. The words once more indicate that the removing of what can be shaken. That is the fallen created things. So that what cannot be shaken may remain. Or listen to what Jesus says in Luke 21, 34 through 36. Jesus is speaking. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always watch and pray that you may be able to escape that is about to happen. Jesus is saying, 
that you may be able to stand before the son of man he is coming to save us Jesus is coming as he promised the wrath of the lamb will be revealed against the wicked of the world as we read in Revelation 6:15 through 17 then the kings of the earth the princes the generals the rich the mighty and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains they called to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come who can stand it no one this will be also true of antinomian Christians who disobey the Lord Jesus there are wicked evangelicals who teach that you don't have to obey Jesus Christ they are damned and I will prove it they go to hell Jesus said so he himself said in Matthew 7:21 and 23 and I read Greek New Testament sir and Hebrew Old Testament I have translated quite a bit not everyone who says to me lord lord you impress Jesus by saying lord lord and yet you are an antinomian disobedient Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now he says about evangelicals, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. What is pastor's translation for good health? Which is correct translation. Many evangelicals are going to good health. Actually, it says, I never knew you away from me, you antinomians. Yeah, you like that. You believe in Jesus, he will save you. You don't have to obey him at all. Now, let me read to you Hebrews 3:18 and 19. We read, and to whom did God swear? that they would never enter his rest if not to those who were disobeyed so we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief 
disobedient person is unbelieving person. Hebrews 4, 6 says, it still remains that some will enter that rest and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their what's a disobedience can we say it together because of their disobedience and the oh, second point let me is read to you new heavens verse 11, chapter 4 of hebrews and in verse 11 read let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest eternal rest so that no one will fall by following their example of what sir disobedience and the second point is new heavens and new earth characterized by righteousness in view of God's destruction of all his creation by fire to purify the universe of every effect of sin to result in new heavens and new earth where dwells no sin but only righteousness what must true believers in Jesus do and what must all sinners do first we must repent of your sins and commit your life to Jesus Christ and prove your repentance and faith by obedience to Jesus Christ and we read Romans 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord now understand sir if Jesus is Lord we are his obedient slaves doulos he is Lord and we are doulos and our job is to hear and do his will if you confess with your mouth Jesus Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead you will be what sir saved saved from the wrath of God Acts 20 verse 21 I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ Acts 26 20 Paul preached that is his model preaching that all must repent and what sir prove your repentance by obedience where is the proof sir God is asking where is the proof 2nd Corinthians 6 2 for he says in the time of my favor I heard you and in the day of salvation I helped you I tell you now is the time of God's favor it is true for you for me he hasn't come yet he is waiting for our repentance and faith in Jesus Christ I tell you now is the time of God's favor now is the day of salvation 
you repent now you believe in Jesus now you prove your repentance and faith by obeying the Lord Jesus Christ now Matthew 28:20 Jesus said teaching them to obey whatsoever things i have what sir commanded. commanded you what is god sir god is a spirit infinite eternal unchangeable in his being wisdom power holiness justice goodness and truth westminster shorter catechism question number 4 what is number 1 what is the chief end of man it is to glorify god to obey god to honor god and enjoy him forever i say to you do not trust in this world and worship money jesus said no one can serve two masters either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money behind money if you worship money behind money is demon behind every idol is demon and this country worships money the rich man who trusted in money died and his spirit went to hell it was a surprise to him he thought he was going to heaven and uh, what is the proof he had money and he was dressed every day in scarlet robe very expensive and john writes do not love the world or anything in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world the cravings of sinful man the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father but from the world the world and its lust desires pass away but the man who does the will of god lives forever how much money did jesus have he created the world by speech he spoke and the whole creation came into existence number 3 now listen sir join a holy church with these marks first pious and learned pastors preaching the word of god with authority who will not worship you for your 2 dollars second timothy 2:15 do your best to present yourself to god as one approved a workman who does not need to be ashamed who correctly handles the word of truth professor john h gersner phd wrongly dividing the word of truth most evangelicals wrongly divide the word of truth second timothy 316 through 46 all scripture is god breathed 
and is useful for teaching, rebuking. Oh, you don't like rebuke? It is an aspect of love. Correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Man of God means believer. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom. I give you this charge, Timothy. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. We do that all the time. We have several pastors. It doesn't matter who preaches. They will preach the Bible. Correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when men we are living in that time sir men will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of wicked teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear that's what you see on the television And they even weep, sir. They cry. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, lies. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering. Already being martyred sir, for preaching the truth. And the time has come for my departure. We are told what sir? Obey your leaders and what sir? Submit to them. Oh you don't want that? You don't want a pastor to tell you what to do certain people hate the pastor who preaches the truth obey your leaders and submit to their authority they keep watch over you as men who must give an account to Christ obey them so that their work will be a joy not a burden for that would be of no advantage to you you didn't appoint me who appointed me sir let me read to you Ephesians 4, 11, 12. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. What's his job? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Every true pastor is a gift from ascended Christ. Because he loves his church. Not only that, I am a gift to you. Acts 20, 28, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Who made me? Pastor, sir. Holy Spirit. Where do you read that? In the Bible, sir. 
be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood the highest price paid and we are his inheritance and God is our inheritance listen to this proverbs 20 verse 15 is gold there is and rubies in abundance but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel you are a rare jewel as well as a pastor because we speak knowledge of god rare jewel oh what a blessing gold there is and rubies in abundance but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel and i wrote two books on romans and you read romans 10 everyone who calls upon the name of the lord will be saved but how can we call upon the name of the lord unless we hear how can we hear unless somebody is sent sends it's a divine passive meaning what sir god sent two sacraments according to scripture believers baptism in this church we believe in believers baptism and what else the lord's supper and we do so weekly because the lord's supper proclaims what sir the lord's death until he comes christ died in our place for our sins all our sins he took all our sins and all our guilt all our punishment all our hell upon himself and he went to hell on the cross sound theology and he gave us his perfect righteousness when god looks upon us he sees as clothed in the perfect righteousness of jesus christ and third is discipline discipline means we counsel people we'll tell you which way to go and you don't want to go that way we will counsel again counsel again and finally we put you out you tell me any church that practices discipline i will respect that church it is actually reported first corinthians 5:1 through 5 that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that does not occur even among pagans a man has his father's wife and you are proud oh shouldn't you rather have been filled with grief and have put out of your fellowship the man who did this even though i am not physically present i am with you in spirit and i have already passed judgment on the one who did this just as if i were present when you are assembled in the name of our lord jesus and i am with you in spirit and the power of our lord jesus is present and this man 
over to Satan. We have done that. Hand this man over to Satan so that his flesh may be destroyed, that he dies. And his spirit saved on the day of the Lord, provided he is a born again believer. Now fellowship, that's the four things, sir. Fellowship means church is God's family. There is no discrimination in the church. We don't believe in black power, white power, yellow power, nothing. We love one another in God's family. Consisting of all people of all the world. So, nobody starves in this church, sir. If you are starving, I will give you money and people will give you money so that you will not starve. If you don't have a place to stay, we will provide it. That is what love one another means. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Acts 4.32 through 37 all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own but they shared everything they had and yet even in the New Testament church they discriminated against Jews who spoke what's a Greek the Greek-speaking widows were discriminated. It's sad. There is discrimination going on. So you see, African Methodist Episcopal and all that, you know why? Because there was discrimination by the Episcopal Church, Anglican Church. If it is we are God's children... There should be no discrimination. And this church, pastored by intelligent pastors, we don't discriminate. Notice in their daily serving food, they overlooked in the daily distribution of food, whom? Greek-speaking Jewish people. Friends, if two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. And this church believes God is in the midst. Christ is in the midst. Holy Spirit is in the midst. And we repent. We confess our sins. We may sin, but we repent. And ask God's forgiveness. And prove our repentance by obedience. We want to hear what God has to say. And we do what God has to say. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to prepare ourselves for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Fall on us, Holy Spirit. Help us to hear your word and obey your word 
and ready to meet you when you come again. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.